Hello, I'm Mary, and you're listening to First Pages Readings. In this podcast, I explore reading and celebrate books as cultural messengers. Each episode, I'll read from three books of either fiction, nonfiction, young adult, middle grade, or poetry. Hello, and welcome to First Pages Readings, episode 31, and thanks for joining me. Today I'll be reading from three books of fiction. Let's get started. Today's first book is The Sympathizer by Viet Thanh Nguyen. At its core, this book is about a country and the effects of war on its citizens. The narration is full of irony and is so original, it's the engine that powers the story. I'm reading it a second time, and still its full meaning remains in my periphery. The remarkable storytelling is compelling, full of absurdities, and wry personal disclosures. It's an important book that I find I study as much as I read. The first page of The Sympathizer. I am a spy, a sleeper, a spook, a man of two faces. Perhaps not surprisingly, I am also a man of two minds. I am not some misunderstood mutant from a comic book or a horror movie, although some have treated me as such. I am simply able to see any issue from both sides. Sometimes I flatter myself that this is a talent, and although it is admittedly one of a minor nature, it is perhaps also the sole talent I possess. At other times, when I reflect on how I cannot help but observe the world in such a fashion, I wonder if what I have should even be called a talent. After all, a talent is something you use, not something that uses you. The talent you cannot not use, the talent that possesses you, that is a hazard, I must confess. But in the month when this confession begins, my way of seeing the world still seemed more of a virtue than a danger, which is how some dangers first appear. The month in question was April, the cruelest month. It was the month in which a war that had run on for a very long time would lose its limbs, as is the way of wars. It was a month that meant everything to all the people in our small part of the world and nothing to most people in the rest of the world. It was a month that was both an end of a war and the beginning of, well, peace is not the right word, is it, my dear Commandant? It was a month when I awaited the end behind the walls of a villa where I had lived for the previous five years the villa's walls glittering with broken brown glass and crowned with rusted barbed wire. Today's next book is A Hundred Flowers by Gail Sukiyama. The story takes place in China during the 1950s and introduces us to a family learning to live with a personal tragedy brought on by the politics of Mao Zedong. This book's prose unfolds details of the cultural landscape as well as details of its characters' inner lives. The first page of A Hundred Flowers Tao The courtyard was still quiet so early in the morning, the neighborhood just waking as neighbor Lao's rooster began to crow. The air was already warm, a taste of the heat and humidity that would be unbearable by midday. Seven-year-old Tao knew he had little time to climb the kapok tree before he'd be discovered. 
He glanced down at the gnarled roots of the tree and felt strangely comforted. A reminder of the crooked ginger roots his mama sliced and boiled into strong teas for her headaches, or when his baba complained of indigestion. Tao wasn't afraid as he shimmied up the kapok tree's slender trunk toward the broad branches, avoiding thorns on the spiny offshoots of the same tree his father had climbed as a boy, his heart thumping in excitement at the idea of seeing White Cloud Mountain from up so high. From the time he was two, his father would lift him up to look out his bedroom window or from the second-floor balcony as they searched for the mountain in the far distance. His baba always told him that if he looked hard enough, he could see all of Guangzhou, and as far away as White Cloud Mountain on a clear day. Today's third book is The Indian Lawyer by James Welch. Go to your local library or go online to Libby, as my niece Ashley says, and get this book. It is a towering feat of a book as it portrays personal dilemmas faced while navigating one's responsibility to community and to self. The author captures the conflicts and contradictions inherent in life and the ethical challenges experienced while living in two cultures. This book is a timeless masterpiece. The first page of The Indian Lawyer. It had happened a little less than a year ago in the library on the high side. He felt the shank go in, and it surprised him. He knew in a split second what had happened, but it surprised him, and then it pissed him off. He was the cautious type, and he had let himself get stuck like a fish just off fish row. A couple of guys on the unit had given him a little shit for that. Hardwood, the old con, getting stuck like some fish. He had to know that the Indians were going to try it sometime in the library yet. He hadn't been on the job for three weeks when it happened. But he got nine days in the infirmary out of it. That wasn't too bad. He even managed to score some Tylenol-3, which he sold to the inmate who brought the mail. But then he had to go to Max. In the old days, he would have gone to a protective custody unit. Thank you for spending time with me today. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe.